Welcome to the Ghost Rap Podcast. It's fast, it's fun, it's informative. This is your weekly dose of the news that matters on the markets with your host, The Finance Ghost. For more details on these stories and to make sure you get daily updates, visit ghostmail.co.za. The Ghost Rap Podcast is proudly brought to you by Mazars, a leading international audit, tax and advisory firm with a national footprint within South Africa. Do you remember when Sasol was the get-rich-quick stock of 2020? It was a perfect example of a terrible market dislocation that created literally a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for those willing to have a punt at Sasol. Those days are well and truly behind us now, with Sasol shareholders dealing with the harsh realities facing the company. Sasol is a complicated animal, and it is not just a proxy for the oil price. The chemicals side of the business cannot be ignored and neither can all of the infrastructure issues that are plaguing the group in South Africa. There are also environmental concerns and all of the costs that could come from Sasol being required to comply with existing and potential future regulations. The company has released a trading statement dealing with the six months to December that shows a decrease in headline earnings per share of between 19% and 33%. Now that is ugly stuff and it explains why the share price has halved over the past year. Things are tough right now for Sasol and it is not obvious that the downward trajectory is about to improve anytime soon. Times have changed since those 2020 wonderful opportunities around the stock. To try and make you feel better in case you are sitting on a position in Sasol, I'll now cover ArcelorMittal. The year ended December 2023 was a catastrophe, with EBITDA down 98.7%. Yes, profits collapsed even before we consider interest costs or depreciation. Volatility is the name of the game here, with headline earnings of 2.6 billion rand in 2022, swinging into a headline loss of 1.89 billion rand in 2023. Net borrowings, those were higher at 3.2 billion rand. And the net asset value of the group has been hammered by 33% to 7.8 billion. Again, local infrastructure is a big part of the problem here, but there are challenges that go beyond just ESCOM and Transnet. Disappointing demand out of China is a problem not just for steel exports, but also for Chinese manufacturers who then come and look to sell their product elsewhere, like in South Africa. This just increases competition for ArcelorMittal. The company is one of those stocks that can literally make you rich within a year or absolutely rip your face off, depending on what happens in the steel industry. No prizes for guessing what happened in the past year based on those numbers. I'll hit you with another cyclical stock just to show you that you don't have to be in mining or energy stocks to have a roller coaster ride on the market. SAPI has released results for the quarter ended December 2023 and they reflect a swing from headline earnings per share of 34 US cents in the comparable quarter to a headline loss of 23 US cents for the latest quarter. This was driven by a drop of 46% in EBITDA, while net debt only reduced by 2% over that period. So of course the interest expense was significant. And importantly, that EBITDA decrease is being flattered by a new accounting treatment that sees fair value movements on the plantations recognized in EBITDA. Now obviously those movements won't always be positive, but they were positive in this period and that's a big boost year on year. If you are wondering what caused all the pain, look no further than a 12% decrease in volumes at a time when selling prices were stable. The paper market is unbelievably difficult and SAPI's share price seems to only deliver returns to swing traders looking to play the share price range. For longer term investors, this sector has not been enjoyable. Onto something that should be a nice, steady grower, but isn't really. It's time to take your place in class at Curo, 
It would certainly help if you did, because filling the schools is proving to be more difficult than the company believed. The best profits are achieved with the last few bums on seats, much like in an airline. With the South African middle class taking shots from literally every side, and in many cases immigrating, kids just aren't coming into the Kuro system at the rate that they anticipated. This has led to impairments being recognised on 28 out of 182 schools for the year ended December 2023, or a whopping 15% of the school footprint. Now this doesn't mean that earnings aren't moving higher, in fact recurring HEPs is up between 26.3% and 37.2%. It just means that things are not moving as quickly as Kuro would like, or certainly as quickly as they anticipated. Now the market, interestingly enough, seems to have known this even before the management team was willing to acknowledge it, because the share price is actually up 23% in the past year, admittedly off a rather depressed base. We end off with British American Tobacco, with the company reporting numbers for the year ended December 2023. Revenue was up 3.1% on a constant currency basis and down 1.3% as reported. So, not exactly a rocket ship, but that's not surprising when you consider the underlying products. How many companies do you know of where most customers just wish they could quit? This is why the company is focused on the non-combustibles business, which is 16.5% of group revenue. They are aiming for it to be over 50% of revenue by 2035. Finally, that side of the business, the non-combustibles, is profitable, and it's taken a while to get there. So British American Tobacco finds itself in a difficult situation because the traditional tobacco products are clearly more profitable, but they are also a sunset industry. In the meantime, the company keeps hiking prices and making money off the addicted smokers, with basically all of the revenue growth coming from price increases rather than volumes growth. Investors generally buy the stock because of the hard currency earnings and, quite frankly, because of the recurring revenue from addicted customers. And British American Tobacco is very good at turning profits into operating cash flow and dividends. Now, I do always find it quite hilarious that ESG-focused funds load up on the stock they have no choice really if they track an ESG index because British American Tobacco's ESG rating has just been upgraded from BBB to A. Sometimes ESG just needs a layer of common sense applied to it about what the company actually does rather than just a rules-based box-ticking exercise. That is clearly one of the issues in the ESG industry. And that's a wrap. Please remember that nothing you hear on the Ghost Rap podcast should be taken as advice. Please do your own research and visit ghostmail.co.za for more insights into the market.